Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. Welcome to Off the Page, a weekly podcast produced by the Comox Valley Record. I'm Erin Halschuk, a journalist with The Record. Join me as we take a deeper look into the people and stories within the Comox Valley. Ronna Ray Leonard is the MLA for Courtney Comox since 2017. Prior to her election to provincial politics, she served as a councillor for the city of Courtney from 2005 to 2014. Despite her lengthy political career, Ronna Ray isn't here today to talk about politics per se. It's something a little bit more personal. Welcome to the podcast, Ronna Ray. Thank you very much for having me, Erin. So in late June, just a few weeks ago, you posted a series of tweets talking about diagnosis that you have, a health condition that you have, alopecia, and your decision to take off your wig in public. Can you tell me a little bit about, first of all, your diagnosis and how that came about, and then your decision to go public and take off your wig? Well, so I'd, I guess it was about 10 years ago that I was a little little less than 10 years ago, because about 12 years ago, I took off my hair and having it shaved for a fundraiser for the mayor of Cumberland, a cancer fundraiser. And I did not have any hair loss at that time. So it was one of those things that was categorical. But then I started to notice that my forehead seemed to be getting bigger. And uh, what was happening was my hair loss was right along the scalp line. And I mentioned it to my doctor. And it's, it's a very slow progress of hair receding. But it got to a point where I was fairly concerned and she referred me to the dermatologist and he did a biopsy right at the scalp line and came back with frontal fibrosing alopecia. Did you know uh, what that was or were you familiar with those? Absolutely not. It rolls <laughs> off my tongue now, but to, I had to have, write it down and say it many times to to be able to absorb what it, what it was that I had. I'd lost my eyebrows and all the hair on my arms and legs. And it was, you know, not not a good thing. And then you go on, start you Google things and look at what's going on in the world around alopecia. And my daughter had a friend who had alopecia and wore a wig as a young woman. And it wasn't fun to get it, but I also you start to ask why. Mm-hmm. And there was no particular reason. It's a new kind of alopecia. So it's not something that I inherited from somebody else. And he also told me that more and more women are starting to present with this pattern of baldness. So I got to a point where I lost the hair around my temples. And I don't know how many men I looked at who are balding. And I coveted those <laughs> that those hairs. <laughs> and so at one point, I, I was very... Well, it's more than frustration. I was angry and and grieving over the hair loss. And I chopped all my hair off one night. And after having had a really good haircut from my (laughs) my hairdresser, who did a really fabulous job for years, helping me look good in the public eye. And I had a wig for six months before I actually put it on. So that was, you know, the next progression. And I felt uncomfortable about doing it too, because it was like, well, is this the real me? And my son, my son's line was so so great. He just said, mom, what do you mean? It's not your hair. You paid for it, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, okay, that's true. It's not the 
most comfortable thing to to wear a wig and I was always worrying that it would be cockeyed or whether it was going to look okay and and it got to a point where I especially after the heat dome last year I wanted to take it off and I was spending too much time at home and I'm I have this wonderful caucus, this wonderful team who were so supportive. And I thought, if I'm going to do this while I'm still in the public eye, it's an opportunity to share my experience with other women who have lost their hair or losing their hair, to try and normalize it and that it's okay to be how we are. We, you know, we live in a society that really values a yes. woman's hair. Yeah. So I did it. It was a very scary moment to do it, but it was, I picked the right audience to give me the boost that I needed and I know not everybody has that but I want them to know that I'm there for them. That sort of takes me to that moment I saw in the tweets you included a couple of photos in front of your caucus and in front of Premier John Horgan as well who kind of embraces you and gives you a kiss on the head. What led to the decision in that moment was this something that you had planned out ahead of time going like this is it this is when I want to do it or was it a little bit more in the moment well I've been thinking about it a lot Mm -hmm. and I thought that I might do it while I was in Victoria before the end of session but I just didn't have the courage to do it and it really took that backing to know that these people would be there for me and it really demonstrated to me what the word encourage means, you know, it's people that give you courage. It was that moment. I was also thinking it was going to be a hot weekend in the in the Okanagan, <laughs> proving yeah. the point that I, I could be uh, comfortable as everybody else. <laughs> and you touch on a series of really excellent points there. And one I wanted to ask you about was, I would imagine that part of it was exactly going through it, going through the process and taking off the wig in front of your colleagues. And then the second part of it is then posting it onto social media and seeing the reaction of friends, families, and strangers as well online what was that part like for you yeah well I so I started off with my caucus and then that evening there was a reception with hundreds of people it was a party event and again it was a really safe audience this is a very inclusive folk so I felt really good about that strong going into it and then I knew that there was the bigger picture and And that was the most important part, was going out into the public realm and reaching out to people to be more accepting and to show support. So it was less scary than the the initial taking off of the the hat because by that point, I felt like, yeah, I got to do this. I have to do this. It worked out well. You talked a little bit about the perceived value of hair in society, especially for women, and the standards placed on women and their hair is so different than that placed on men. For yourself, not only as a woman, but a woman in a very prominent public figure role, have you had felt those pressures, those societal pressures of what your hair looked like even Absolutely. before you took off your wig? When I was losing my hair... It, you know, getting it so that it could hide the, the balding was really important. And I was, I hated going outside in the wind because it would blow it off of my face and sh- and expose it. And yeah, the, the pressure was is big because the other piece of it is people will look at you and think that you're not well. Right. And I'm totally well. I, I couldn't be healthier. It's just like having eczema or, you know, it's a skip, except unfortunately, because of the role of hair in our society. It it is more than just skin deep, but it is an issue of skin deep. So I was worried as a politician that people will think that I was weak. And that 
really held me back for a long, long time. But I did see a video of a young woman who was on a first date. I think it was kind of like real TV. Right. It was it was on a, a Facebook group, a private Facebook group that I'm part of, which has helped also to give me strength, you know, like people in like circumstance uh, supporting each other. Anyway, the, the video showed this woman, young woman, having a, a first date where she, she saw that it could go somewhere further and she wanted to be real. And she said, I have to tell you something. And there she is in a restaurant and she takes off her wig. And you realize what a, a big step that is for a young woman. Like I'm an old lady, I'm married and you know, I don't have to worry about, <laughs> I do have to worry about people voting for me, but I don't have to vote, worry about going out there and connecting with people on a, on that deeply personal level. And I thought, wow, you know, if I could help, younger women who are facing hair loss to be more comfortable and, and help normalize it so that they don't have to worry about taking that wig off, make the connection go deeper and, and be so scared about it. The sweaty palms, the, the shakiness, the worrying about, you know, that moment. What was the reaction from the public when you did put those images out in the public sphere? What type of feedback did you get? There was absolutely nothing negative, which is astronomically impressive because uh, Twitter is not is not usually very friendly. I've heard from the opposition as well as, as my own colleagues from strangers to applaud what I've done. And people who have alopecia have, you know, shared that information and, and talked about that people want to talk about what their experiences are. And it's just so important and, and it's been so valuable. I don't tend to engage so much on on social media because it can get pretty rough out there mm -hmm. but I've just been so impressed by people stepping up as well and and sharing their stories because the more we talk about it the, the easier it's going to be for everyone searching for a new home make today's homebc.com your online home base with easy to search listings and connections to local realtors everything you need is under one roof powered by black press media you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. And you mentioned how one of your goals with this is to create that dialogue and the conversation, especially normalize it for other people going through this. Looking back on your journey, is there any advice or anything that you would have liked to know that you didn't have but you gained throughout going through this process? It's a relatively new diagnosis, as I said, and I've had my hip replaced three times. I've had a, have lots of medical interference in my body over, over the years. And so I don't particularly seek out medical solutions if I can avoid them. And I know that, you know, men, apart from maybe Rogaine and plugs or whatever, there's not a lot in all of civilization growing. We, we haven't come very far in, in solving a, the baldness issue. And so interfering medically, either surgically or with chemicals, just didn't really sit very well for me. So there were a few options and there's few things being explored, but I actually stayed away from some group as I, I didn't want to feel pressured to, to try this, that, or the other thing. Everybody has their own path. And because of the role that hair plays in a woman's life, I applaud everyone who tries to do whatever they can to feel good about themselves before they step out the front door. Yeah. Who were some of the people that you really leaned on while you were going through this process and then also while making the decision to take off your wig? 
Well, taking off the wig was a real personal decision. And it was like, I didn't say, should I or shouldn't I? I just said, I'm going to do this. Will you <laughs> be there for me? Yeah. You know, my family, I, I found myself staying in the house a lot more. And, you know, that's not a very good thing for somebody who's representing the people. So that's what the turning point was for me that I needed to, to change things. But my husband has been very supportive through all of it. And my kids have been incredible. Like, so I've always felt comfortable taking my wig off and, and they know that about me. I only have a couple of friends that I've, I've sort of been caught without my hair. <laughs> and they were fine and they were fine with it. You know, it's like ripping off the Band-Aid. Do you remember what your first emotions were when you first took it off in front of your colleagues? Oh, the, the sweaty palms yeah. and just, you know, how's this going to play out? And the reaction was so swift, standing up and applauding and coming and giving me hugs and the things that they said. It just was such a relief and so free. Looking back at the entire process from where you started to where you are now, where do you see the value of women's hair? Obviously, it, it has value. It's something I think that it, of now is something we can play with. Mm. You know, people put on hats, people get haircuts. This is just a different kind of haircut. <laughs> As my mother says, you always go to extremes. <laughs> and for anyone, male, female, any gender who is going through either a similar process or any sort of other medical condition that causes hair loss, is there anything that you see that maybe you would offer to them as a way, words of encouragement or something to let them know that while the process is deeply personal and everybody experiences differently, is there a, a universal thread or a sort of a connecting emotion that, that you see that kind of connects everyone through this? Well, certainly it's okay to feel grieving for the law because it is a part of you. And the other part is to reach out. Like I took a long time to reach out to find other like-minded people because I was still in hiding about it a little bit. And I think that that's what makes you stronger is to be able to reach out and find other people that, that are going through a similar thing. Thank you again for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate being able to talk about it. <laughs> That's this edition of Off the Page, produced by the Comox Valley Record. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. Email us at offthepage at comoxvalleyrecord.com. The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S., experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com.